I'm fly like an eagle, I'm yelling go birds. He's sniffing the end zone, I'm feeling like hers. Scramble out the pocket, boy, it's the first. Like Davis, we blitz and put him in the dirt. Making big plays, I'm feeling like slaves. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back into another episode of the 610 Podcast. The Philadelphia Eagles defeat the Kansas City Chiefs 21-17. to um, We'll talk about it. We'll recap the good, the bad, and the ugly of this win. A gritty win. Not a pretty win whatsoever, but a very gritty, gritty win. It was a kind of a tale of two halves in a way. Um, the Eagles defense... Did a fantastic job in the second half. The Eagles offense did just enough. But yes, yeah, so we'll get into all that um, here. We'll talk about the play calling, the offensive line. Um, you know, I, I think first and foremost, the Chiefs defense, the Chiefs under Andy Reid have never been known to have a, a really good defense. And even the year they won the Super Bowl, I don't think their defense was that impressive. I think this is the best defense they have had um, under Andy Reid. Steve Spagnolia, the way he was designing blitz schemes was pretty impressive um, tonight and how he was able to, you know, fool the Eagles' offensive line at where he was, you know, I, I which I thought played pretty poor, um, the offensive line did. But, yes, yeah, so we'll talk about um, all that here. So, you know, the first quarter, I mean, this was kind of both teams traded punts, and I think everyone was anticipating a really high-scoring football game. But the first quarter, I mean, kind of set the tone, the first two drives, as to what this game would be like. Now, the Chiefs obviously went down and got six, um, you know, which was really frustrating to watch uh, the defense at this point give up all those rushing yards to Isaiah Pacheco, who everyone remembers well from the Super Bowl. But all of a sudden, he's now, you know, I think the the lone running back that has had um, the most rushing yards against the Eagles this season. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm just guessing. And he definitely just passing the eye test on he had the best um, performance against that Eagles defensive line this season so far. So the fact that they were able to go down the field that way was uh, really, you know, kind of um, terrifying. But then the Eagles come back with a good uh, and a long drive of their own. Um, and DeAndre Swift was able to get into the end zone, um, you know, uh, Hurts. You know, utilized uh, Devontae Smith a little bit on this drive, was able to get him the ball. He had a good game. We'll obviously talk about the big play he made later on, but a really nice job there um, on that drive to respond after the Chiefs get six. And then, you know, the Eagles' next possession, Hurts throws an interception um, to, uh, to Sneed, which was intended for A.J. Brown, and him and A.J. Brown got together later on, and they were... Um, you know, I think AJ was a little frustrated because he was open earlier uh, on that play, and Jalen, you know, one, I think he over zipped that ball, um, and it was right to Sneed. But two, I think AJ was just like, you know, you got to get me the ball earlier. You know, if you're gonna get me the ball, we're gonna be able to move 
um, down this field and get into the red zone here. Uh, and then the the Chiefs go right down the field, and a great job by Kevin Byard. They were in the red zone, and Kevin, Kevin Byard comes up with a huge interception, his first as an eagle, and a fantastic job by him reacting to that throw by um, by Patrick Mahomes, able to make that pick, get the ball back to the offense. Of course, they would do nothing, and then they punted away, and then the Chiefs would come back down, get six with Travis Kelsey. And, I mean, yet again, it was just Isaiah Pacheco, Isaiah Pacheco. They were just consistently running the ball to them. And then when they gave it back to the Eagles, all of a sudden, and it looked like it was an issue throughout because on that interception, I forgot to mention to Sneed, you know, there was pressure in Hurts' face, and I think he kind of forced it. But, you know, that was kind of the theme throughout the first half was the Chiefs were able to get an insane amount of pressure on Jalen Hurts. And unfortunately, that led to some, I, I think, some play calling later on that was very head-scratching. And as well, it led to some situations where, you know, you were questioning what's going on with this offensive line. You got Cam Jurgens back. You know, we're all healthy now coming off a bye. You know, and we're playing like we're beat up. But, you know, uh, the Eagles then would um, go on a three and after that uh, touchdown by the Chiefs, they go on a three and out, give the ball right back. Uh, Kadarius Toney, who had a really, really good um, uh, game returning the ball, had a big return. Uh, and, you know, throughout this game, and I mean, there were so many missed tackles that the Eagles defense was making. It was ridiculous. But they go into halftime. They only gave up three to the Chiefs. Go into halftime, and I don't know what was said, but all of a sudden they came out as an offense. Um, and they didn't, it didn't, I should say, I don't know what was said to the defenses half, at halftime because it felt like they came out a little bit more. Um, more ready to go than the offense, but eventually the offense did get there. These teams would trade punts. Great job by the Eagles defense. They were, you know, surrounding Mahomes at times, but, I mean, he is just so, you know, he's Patrick Mahomes. Um, So he was able to deliver balls, but his receivers just weren't coming up with them, weren't making plays. But I'll say this, the defensive line in the second half, I don't know who got after them, but they just started making plays. They got after Isaiah Pacheco. They made sure he wasn't going to get, you know, anything um, moving down the field, you know, on the ground. They did a fantastic job where that's concerned. Uh, they come back, you know, um, and get a get a touchdown drive here. Uh, I believe right before the end of the third, you know, um, Jalen Hurts, and, and it was a great play that they drew up for DeAndre Swift uh, to come around on a, on like a jet sweep, get the ball. He went 35 yards down the field, a big run, and then Jalen Hurts was able to run it in for a 10-yard touchdown, which is great to see his legs back good to go. And then the Chiefs would go down the field, had a good drive going. Bradley Roby came up with possibly, you know, I would argue the turning point of the game when he punched that ball out of Travis Kelsey's hands and then recovered by Nicholas Moreau. I would have actually, let me take that a step back. I would have said that was the play of the game if the Eagles actually did something offensively the next drive because they would punt. But I think what was a really big turning point was the fact that they did not give up anything to the Chiefs when they took the ball 
um, on the next possession. You know, and they got it, got it as close to the Eagles' 39, but then uh, then Patrick Mahomes um, and the and the drive stalled, and they had to they had to punt. And thank goodness it was almost down at about the one. Thank goodness it went into the end zone, and uh, the Eagles' offense came back down the field, and De- and Devonte Smith, a 41 yard hookup, hurts to Smith. I mean, it was a great job. Um, by Devontae Smith making that catch over his shoulder, and uh, the Eagles would go into the brotherly shove formation, take the lead, and you know that was pretty much it. I mean, the Chiefs, uh, you know, the 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 defense was able to hone in on Mahomes. There were so many miscues by the Chiefs receivers; it was unbelievable. Uh, obviously, the Marquez Valdez Scantling long ball, and I know I just you know praised Bradley Roby, but man, he got lucky there. We all got lucky that wasn't a touchdown catch because that should have been. But, you know, I mean, you can say we got bailed by it, and sure, I guess, you know, we did in a sense. But at the end of the day, um, the Chiefs, you know, got bailed a few times uh, by some calls. That roughing the passer was kind of BS on Fletcher Cox. The P.I. on Darius Slay was uh, was ticky-tacky. Uh, there were so many times they were holding, it wasn't even funny. It, it was ridiculous. Um, at the end of the day, you got to make plays. I mean, I thought that the Chiefs, you know, MVS, I mean, the Chiefs don't have a great receiving core. Let's just get it out of, out of the way. I mean, the Chiefs have Travis Kelsey, and the rest of the guys are, are like, dime a dozen players I mean they really are I I can't believe that you know I'm saying this about a team that's seven and three but they have a bunch of dime a dozen receivers out there no one's fantastic no one's outstanding with his speed Marquez Valdez Scantling should be pretty darn good but you just saw him botch that catch that should have been six right there and I mean listen yes Bradley Roby needed to do a better job in position with no safety help I mean, he's kind of being trusted there, but I thought, you know, that that was a tough, you know, if you were watching post-game live, they said it, uh, I think it was Barrett Brooks said, that's a tough catch to make over the shoulder. That's something that Devontae Smith was able to make that catch, but the Chiefs weren't uh, in that situation. So, you know, you can sit there and say that, oh, it was, you know, it was a lucky win, it was a lucky win. Who knows if we get the ball back and we can go down the field and maybe get three points who knows how that game turns out? There was still time left on the clock. The Chiefs, it wasn't necessarily a given that they were going to win that game at that point. You know? So, um, there was still a lot of football left to be played. I'm not going to say that, like, you know, that didn't help us. It did. But to sit there, I think, and say, oh, we got completely bailed by. Like, come on. I mean, you know, I thought we worked our tails off that entire game to be put in, in the situation there. Um, and... As for, you know, the the penalty, the roughing the passer, I don't know what you expect Fletcher Cox to do. I mean, he's already committed. Having a 300-pound uh, lineman stop on a dime when pl- football moves that fast, I mean, just sports move that fast in general, I don't know why there is not, like, an element to this call that, that refs just don't seem to comprehend. And I get it, it's Mahomes, it's the golden child of the NFL, 
Um, and I do, and I'm not, you know, taking anything away from Mahomes. I love watching him play when it's not against my team. But I mean, come on, like, what do you expect Fletcher Cox to do there? I mean, you know, he's already committed to 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 hit him. Like, come on, and, and it's so funny how the fact that when Michael Vick was playing, Michael Vick, and this is early on in his career, was would never get you know any calls because the the opposing coaches would say you know you have to look at this guy as not just a quarterback you know he is a running back too because of his speed so we've got to be you know and they allowed that to happen they allowed Vic to get a few extra shots thrown in there um and with Mahomes it's like come on he's impossible to get down I mean, you have a better chance at at, at catching uh, at catching a chicken that you do at tackling Patrick Mahomes. He's unbelievable. I mean, his talent, his just awareness is off the charts. His escapability is insane. I mean, he might go down as the greatest of all time, but we're not allowed to put our hands on him because we got to protect him. Come on. I mean, seriously, that that stuff really ticks people off, it ticks fans off, and I think it's a turnoff for a lot of people out there because, you know, they they want, they they expect football to be this game where it's like, you know, you, you keep the refs out of it. And for a long time, I'll be honest with you, the refs were kept out of a lot of games. Lately, and I don't know why this started within the last 10, 15 years, refs have all of a sudden made it about themselves, and it's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. But that's something right there that is just insanely pathetic. Um, and luckily, it didn't cost Eagles. It almost really helped the Chiefs. They got that call. The The catch, it was Travis Kelsey that makes the catch on a, on a fourth and short. And then, or excuse me, it was a first and 10 play. And then that took them all the way down from the 21 to the 49. It was a 28-yard play. Because of the roughing the passer. Totally ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. It was a 13-yard catch that then turned into a 28-yard play because of the 15-yard roughing the passer. Ridiculous. And roughing the passer shouldn't be 15 yards. I mean, at least not something like that. If it's a hit low, okay, I get that. But if it's just one of those ticky-tack calls, that's ridiculous. And anyway, so I just got to get that off my chest. But back to the game itself. The play calling was ridiculous. I'm just going to say that. There were bubble screens on top of bubble screens. Chip Kelly, you would have thought he was calling this game tonight with how many bubble screens they called. It was pathetic. I have never seen so many bubble screens called in a game. I mean, it was unbelievable. And they, they weren't effective. They threw one to Julio Jones. Are you kidding me? Julio Jones on second, it was first and 10, they threw that screen to the far side, that was blown up, then they go at it again to Jones, I mean, what the heck are we doing? Julio freaking Jones, are you kidding me? I mean, I love the creativity with the DeAndre Swift screen passes and the Swift jet sweep runs that they're getting, but the Dumb screen passes to the receivers is too much. It's one thing if it's second and one and you do that because you you probably can get about a yard or two off of it. 
But when it's first and 10, second and 10, I mean, come on. Like, it is pathetic. But, you know, I guess with the fact that the Chiefs were coming up to the line and they were able to do things, uh, you know, got back to Hurts, had him sacked five times, I guess that was just the direction Brian Johnson wanted to go in because Hurts, in my opinion, had his worst game since the Jets. I mean, the Jets game was by far his worst game of the season, but this was uh, darn near close because he was not sharp, um, but he was when it mattered the most, but he was not sharp at all, um, and they were hitting him, and I mean, it just felt like the same old, same old. Like, it felt like Brian Johnson took the took the 14 days off and really had a, had a heck of a time. Didn't seem like he was too concerned at helping out uh, his quarterback and getting some things different. But, you know, oh well. I mean, listen, I'll take it, uh, you know, the win. But they got to clean things up where that's concerned on this offense. I'm so sick and tired of the, this play call. I mean, he makes Shane Steichen look like Bill Walsh. That's how unbelievable it is. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, I, I understand it's his first year. But I mean, come on, man. Like this is this should not be you're given a Cadillac right now. You're given an offense. You're given a, a solid offensive line. One A and one B wide receivers. When he's healthy, a top five tight end in the league, or at least arguably a top five tight end in the league, in my opinion. At the very least a top ten for sure in Dallas Goddard. And he's nowhere near ten. Um, and a, and a running back that's, you know, playing, uh, his best ball and you can't score consistently. You can't play call consistently. I mean, what are we doing here? It's just ridiculous. Throwing in Kenneth Gainwell at times. I mean, good Lord. Calling quarterback draws. I mean, dude, this is the NFL. Like a lot of that stuff. Opposing defenses can read. I mean, he was a solid quarterback coach the last couple years for Jalen Hurts. But, man, he is looking like a grade-A idiot as an offensive coordinator. He's got to get right. And going up against Buffalo, you know, come on, man. Like, that's another pretty good defense coming in. Like, get it together, man. Come on. But, anyways, Eagles get the 21-17 win over the Chiefs. Very, very big win, and, you know, I mean, a kind of revenge on the Super Bowl. I mean, sure, you know, it's not, uh, obviously not the Super Bowl. The stakes aren't the same, but very pleased with this win. So, that's pretty much going to do it for me. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in again to the 610 Podcast. Um, We'll be back on talking Eagles football uh, next Saturday, previewing the big game against Buffalo. Everyone, have a happy Thanksgiving. And um, as always, I'll talk to you next time. E-L-G!